Today's show is brought to you by PayPal. PayPal is offering listeners to this podcast the opportunity to jumpstart your business with PayPal Working Capital. There's no credit check required. You can pay one affordable fixed fee, and you can automatically repay with a percentage of your sales. Visit paypal.com forward slash success to take advantage of this opportunity. Additional terms and conditions apply to the 550 promotion. Please visit paypal.com. Again, paypal.com forward slash success for more information. Today's show is also brought to you by Organifi, the best tasting green blend on the market. They're cold processed, guys, to retain all of the nutrients. And if you're looking to fill all the nutritional gaps and buffer out that new stress that your body has to deal with on a daily basis, check out Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the promo code SUCCESS to save 20% on your order. And now to today's show. I wake up every single day. I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. What it do? What it do? And Dr. Thomas himself, Mr. Eric Douglas. What's going down? Man, I'm just so excited to be back up first thing in the morning like I was I was I was you know what I'm saying trying to be nice with y'all the whole 12 o'clock in the afternoon type deal but, uh, well if you can't yeah. hear it in my throat it is uh, <laughs> about two o'clock in the morning oh so. I love it I love and it. I just got I a three-year-old yo I don't know what it is I promise you like Trey like so he you know he in his own bed now for a while but then you know some kind of way and I'm talking about my man like a ninja I don't never hear him come in which kind of scares me I'm like yo see you can't be sleeping that hard my man, I'm talking about, I wake up, my man is like, got his feet in my mouth. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? And he don't want to cuddle with his mom at all. Like, he would literally like, and I see her every now and then, she'd be like, oh, Lord, he, he killing CJ. Let me try to grab him. And he would like fight her in the middle of the night. Like, no, I want my dad. Like, he don't want to do nothing but sleep with me. So I just got a three-year-old feet out my mouth about 30 seconds before we hit record. And so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here. Um, but I do that does bring me to my uh, am I tripping or and it is child related and um, you, you maybe bring a different perspective maybe it gets better later in life Carl but I'm sure you feel me uh, am I tripping or are kids the most ungrateful little thing that you've ever <laughs> seen in your life now let me break this down we take we go back to Michigan take Trey you know and, and Avery you know, they on a plane. Trey them been on about at least 2,000 flights by now. We fly him there. This little joker eating cookies and apple juice on the way there. He goes with his grandparents. He has the time of his life. They at the zoo. They riding bikes. They doing all kind of fun stuff. They come back. We get on the plane, coming back. We let him have some more cookies, apple juice. He living the life. Gets back home. He's like, Daddy, want to ride my bike? We ride the bike. Come back in. He asked me, Dad, I want some more juice. I said, well, son, that's a, you know, you've had enough juice today. We're not doing it. We don't even do juice like that. So, no, you can't do juice. So he doesn't start crying. He's at a different age now where you don't just bust out crying. He goes and sits on the couch. I'm at the kitchen table. About five minutes later, I hear him say, Daddy. I was like, I forgot all about it. I was like, yeah. He said, uh, Daddy, sometimes you're a mean daddy. <laughs> like what 
<laughs> I was like, look, I will choke the light. What are you talking about? He was like, well, sometimes you're a mean daddy. I said, why you say that? He said, because I asked for juice and you didn't give it to me. Mm, and mm, I was mm. like, yo, I, I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? I, I found myself about to run down a whole list of things <laughs> I had done for this boy over the course of his life. Like, how dare you call me a mean daddy? And um, But I let it go. But I just wanted to know, am I tripping or y'all kids ungrateful to Nah, I'm talking about the most ungrateful critters that ever crossed planet Earth. And for, hey, from the looks of it, it looked like that's just the way it is. Like... Uh, yeah, no, seriously. I don't know. I'm, I'm, e, I'm hoping you can, you know, shed some light on this. And then, you know, I got a fair file for you, too, going along hey, the we, same line. Let me say this real quick before you go, E. Like, we got back from Barbados and Jordan. I'm, I'm talking about Jordan got in the house. I was like, yo, Daddy, can we go to the Hilton in Michigan? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, say what? Like, you just spent a dog on like, two weeks in First Barbados. First of all, I'm mad he know there's a Hilton in Michigan. <laughs> right. Well, man, two weeks at the beach, you know, the whole, like you said, the whole oh, flight yeah, to no whatever. No and we, and we, I'm talking about, we let them, I'm like, Tamisha, let's just kind of lay it off. We chill, we in Barbados. Let them just have fun. Like, they're watching TV, they're at the beach all oh, day. They're, no eating, they're eating fries all day, bro. Like, just get some more fries. So I'm like, just let it go. We get back. My man's like, yo, I like the Hilton in Barbados. Is there one in Michigan? Let's do that. So, yeah, E, give us something. No, I'm just saying, I, I can't, I, you know what I'm saying, and C and I will probably debate, like, the mattress on this one, but uh, <laughs> I just, it was a different era, man. Like, y'all kids, is this a different, it, even though it seems like it's only a couple years, or, you know, apart, but it's a different, I promise you, era. I was 25 when I had my first one. I don't even know if we had juice. We lived in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> I don't even know if we had juice to give Jalen at that time. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and then back uh -oh. in the... Here go, hey, here come the E.T. Tales of how poor they were. You know what I'm saying? I'm just hey, being real. like the old grandfather that had to walk 80 miles to school one way. Like, every year, get a couple more miles. Yeah, I'm just being real. Me and Jalen lived in a... Jalen came home to a one-bedroom you know, literally roach infested house. We ain't had no money at 25. Diddy was 24. She had just finished college. You know what I'm saying? We ain't had no jobs at that time. So our kids didn't really start. No lights, yeah. no working water. Yeah, I'm just being real, bro. <laughs> I mean, just imagine when you was 24 years old. Like y'all in y'all oh, no 30s doubt. with kids. I was 24. You know what I'm saying? When I had Bug. I mean, I had just turned 25. Diddy had just turned 24. He was born, you know, late July. Her birthday is in August. You know what I'm saying? So she was literally 23 and she had him, you know what I'm saying? Then she was 24. So we ain't had no bread, bro. So a lot of the challenges that y'all dealing with the Hilton Hotel, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Oh, my man. Kid, my what? Kid, yeah, my kids didn't get that kind of stuff. And then, you know, we came from the generation where we couldn't really talk to our parents. Like, we couldn't reason with our parents. Like, and I know y'all remember that. You know what I'm saying? So Jalen and them came up where it wasn't a lot of, you know what I'm saying, like asking questions or being able to say we mean. He probably felt we was mean, but he didn't necessarily express it. But I will say this. I don't know that, it, I don't know that they get any more. Well, I should say it depends on who the child is. Jada is definitely a lot more, um, you know, appreciative than perhaps her brother is, but Jalen is old enough to know that he needs to be manipulative. You know what I'm saying? Y'all kids are young. They don't really have that swag yet. Jalen knows that he gotta send some roses home. He gotta, you know, maybe send a card, send a nice text, like, you know, have a good conversation with his mom and then ask for something. So I don't know that it necessarily changes, but they do get a little smarter and they're not as cute uh, as Trey and Jordan right now. So you don't necessarily have the patience 
when they're 22 years old and they breath stank that you did when they were three years old. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, fair, fair argument. You know, and I'm teasing E about, um, you know, being broke, even though I do feel like it might be a little sauce on it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all had, you I know, y'all had a couple you. dollars. You had a I couple dollars. You. I you know had no saying? money at 23 <laughs> or 24. And that's why I hey. say, hey, you and Carl, just go back. Cause I know y'all know me, like y'all been knowing me for so long, you don't know me in that, you know, light, so it's probably kind of hard. But when I tell Carl, go back when you was 23, Carl, Ooh. how much money did you have when you was 23 years old? I only, hey, me and my brother was using coins to order pizza. Oh, come on. So that's what Diddy, nah, that's what me I, and Diddy hey, was doing. I had a job. I was broke at 23. I had a job. I had a couple <laughs> dollars now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it real. I wasn't, I wasn't broke, broke. Plus, I was smart and went to school 15 minutes away from my folks. So if it ever got too uh, struggle right. plated, right. I could just run right to the crib, that grab me smart. a meal, wash my clothes, and I was good to go. Yeah, that was so smart, I was like poverty, but like middle class poverty. You <laughs> but you know what? E, I actually want to talk to the people because I think you, we, we talked about it a little bit the other day. And you talked about doing things in the right order and how it makes you mad when people don't do things in the right order. And the example you gave, which I thought was critical for real, is, yo, you said, you know, when Didi and I were on food stamps, I can remember the day she got her job, she drove down to the, you know, um, what is it, the uh, financial support office or wherever you get the food stamps from, and she told them, look, here, take these food stamps back cut our food, like gave back the food stamps that y'all had. Like y'all could have, you know, at least oh, spent that out. I wanted and then waited to the, yeah. Right, and then waited to the next month. And you said, nope, D took it down there and was like, yo, we done with this. We don't need it. Thank you very much. We appreciate the support. We are good now. And you were talking about how in business and not obviously not necessarily food stamps. We're not talking about that. But you talked about how people are always trying to cut corners and be shady and manipulative and how that can't work on the long end and how you feel like most of your success in business and the success that we've had in business, which is, you know, um, obviously increased over the years, as we heard from back when you used to eat a bowl of beans every day. Um, how, like, with talk cornbread, though. See, I did have cornbread. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. We did have cornbread. Hot water? Yeah. Hot water? Over the stove. Uh, Over the stove. Right. Okay. Um, so, so, and, and you talked about Diddy doing that, and, and I was like, wow, like, for real, that's deep. I had to check myself, Carl, because I'm like, man, I probably would have spent out the rest of them and just been like, okay, cool, we doubled up this month. Um, but, but talk to you know us about like the integrity behind business and which we operate and, and how uh, you see people cut corners and how it ends up not working for them. So, so let me say this, see, and we're not talking about manipulative people. You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about people trying to get over. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I want to be clear today because this podcast, of course, I don't think there are a lot of people, you know, who fit that description listening to us. I'm talking about good people now and I'm talking about people who are trying to get to that next level and really feel that they need to cut corners to get to that next level. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I want to be clear that that's the demographic that I'm addressing. Good people, right? Real good people, right? But they don't understand that, you know, and again, I hate to go here because, you know, people, scientific people going to call me, people got strong background in science going to call me and be like, E, you wrong. All right. So y'all. Just help, you know, you just got to help my little science brain. But, you know, I always talk about that there are laws and and what happens. And the thing I love about, you know, the law of gravity and these kind of laws 
is that on, on, a, on, a, on a basic level, I'm sure in NASA or whatever, you could do some stuff to manipulate it. But on a real basic level, bro, what goes up must come down. Like you jump on the roof and come down, like you're going to hurt yourself. I say it all the time. And so those laws can't be manipulated. And what I find sometimes with humans, humans think, see, because they have a desire or a need that they can manipulate things so, so that they can, you know, change the outcomes, right? And, and it is what it is, bro. Like, there, it's 120 credits to graduate. You know, uh, we talked about this before. There was a time when people were buying, um, like, for instance, Facebook or Instagram, whatever. People were buying followers, right? And so what you're doing is you, you, you're, you're being manipulative, and you're not doing it because you're a bad person, or you're not doing it because you're trying to create this e evil. Like, really what you're trying to do is get that edge. And let me say this, please help me flush this through, see, because sometimes I'm not the greatest communicator, but there's certain things, see, you can't let people do for you or buy for you, you know? And I hope I'm making sense. There are certain things you have to buy for yourself. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things you have to earn for yourself. There's certain things you can get as a gift. There are other things, bruh, you just got to earn it. You know what I'm saying? So let me just, okay. And I don't, I don't want to say anything specific because people could be like, well, somebody could buy that for you. But you understand the concept, see, that there are certain things that Eric Thomas has to do for Didi. There are certain things that Eric Thomas has to do for Jalen and Jay. Okay, I can give you an example. All right, because this is not like money. I See, I don't, and, and again, you know, this is, this, is, this is in general, but I felt like, I needed to take my son to school on the first day of school. And I'm being real basic because I don't want to say something that people can take and misconstrue, but I, I need to be there to take Jalen to school on that first day of school. I need to be there to take Jada to school on that first day of school. That when, when Jada wins her academic awards, it's great for her grandparents to be there. It's great for, you know, the pastor, the church to be there. It's great for, you know, her uh, 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 teacher, you know, from back in the day to be there. But see, I, I need to be there for her graduation. Like, I need to be there when she wins that academic award. Like, I just believe that there's certain things in life that you can't, you, people can't give you. And I say this, I, I say this, and then I'll open up back up to you guys. Like, you've seen lions, you know, that maybe are in a safari and you got people feeding them versus lions who are in the Serengeti and they out hunting. Like, they different lions, see? Like, even though they have the same physical structure, you know, with the naked eye, they look alike. But that lion who's been fed beast and that lion that went out and hunted and got that and killed that beast, like went and like literally hunted for that beast, went through the whole strategy of, you know, knowing like, you know, where to kind of like chill out and wait for him to come. You know, did the whole like sitting still and waiting for the beast, you know, chasing it, hawking it down, killing it with his own bare hands, like eating it. You know what I'm saying? Taking something back to his family. Like that is a different beast. And so they're just, when you start giving people certain things, you take away that dog. You take away that fight. You know what I'm saying? You take away their creativity. You take away the ability for them to, 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 to be able to, you know, be creative, if you will. And so Didi taught me, like, yeah, we could keep getting these food stamps, but we got to go out and hunt our food now. We have the tools now. I have, I'm a registered nurse. I'm able to attract certain opportunities. I'm able to be an ATM, if you will, see? Let's just call it what it is. Once I picked up this skill of speaking, like I'm an ATM now. I have the ability to go out and create money. And sometimes when people give you stuff, 
You got to sit there and wait for them. You, you know what I'm saying? You are on their time. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you're at their leisure. But when you got the tools, bro, and you can go out and hunt on your own, I just feel like Didi taught me. Like, it's at this point, now that we have the tools, that it's, it's up to us to go out and get it and not wait for people, you know, to give, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think, I don't even, and I, I agree with you, and I'm thinking about, you know, our own situation, of course. But I guess I'm talking about just the, let's talk a, a little bit about the ethical side of it, too. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, you hear for real, you hear people say all the time, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? Like, you got uh, Brady and them with the deflated footballs. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's your take on stuff like that? Like, you know, and I, I really just want to know from you because you are probably the most ethical person I know. But like, you know, it's not necessarily like cheating is like a strong word for that. Like, you know, you deflated a couple footballs or, you know, you, you cut a couple corners or you bought a couple followers to make it look a certain way. Like, it's not necessarily like the most egregious act you can, you know, Absolutely. think of. And I understand what you're saying yeah. about, you know, the handouts and, and things of that nature. I want to know from a, from an ethical side, E, because we talk, you know, we see people all the time like, you know, they say they're going to do something and then they don't deliver. Right. And so or they say they, they were going to bring you uh, X amount of food and they were going to provide X amount of service. And then when you get there, they end up cutting corners. Uh, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. and it's not necessarily like you said, they're not bad people. You know, it's just, oh, if I use a little less of this and a little less of this, I could save a couple of dollars. And, you know, they end up doing you wrong. But like speak to that side of it like but but in, like I said some people say like yo if you ain't cheating if you ain't cutting corners like my man next to you cutting corners it's kind of like the MLB when the steroid era happened right it's like everybody on steroids so if I'm the pitchers on steroids they're going the batters it's like you could try to be Mr. Up and Up if you want to but at the end of the day you about to get beat and you're going to be out the league and you're not going to make any money or you could do what everybody Absolutely. else is doing and catch up like what what are your feelings on so, that so so for me see I you know again like you said I I feel like ethics you know to some extent you know are it's it's it's, in, it's individual choice you, you know what I'm saying but let's let's let me just show people how I see it you got you got short ball you got the long ball the way I see it see is that you can't do some things to get the advantage immediately, you know? And, and if people like, you know, Pete Rose, you know, Sammy Sosa, you, you know what I'm saying, Mark McGuire, you know, and I would even say the New England Patriots, while they've had a measure of success, I don't know in the long run, see if they are going to be looked at as Jackie Robinson. You, you know what I'm saying? Like Jackie Robinson gone, see? He's he not even physically playing the game anymore. But everybody wearing the number 42. Every year, all the teams wear 42. So if you're the type of person where you like, yo, I'm, I'm just really on success right now. Like, I'm really not on my character. I'm not really on legacy. I'm not really on how people, you know, going to see me. I'm trying to eat 100%, see? But that's not, what I, that's not what I wanted to teach you guys. What I wanted to teach you guys was, you know, storms are going to come. So if you build your house on sand, you know, when that storm comes, you have a, you have a, um, there's a greater chance, see, that that house is going to come down. And when you looked at, like, New Orleans with the, it's, it's the issue with the levee, like, it was stuff that we knew, see. It, they built the city on shortcuts. You know what I'm saying? They built the city, 
you know, without, you know, ethics really like saying like, yo, let's think about 100 years from now, 200 years from now. Let's think about 300 years from now. Let's think about, you know, how the way we're building this structure will, it, will impact people. And, and, and they didn't think that all the way through or they thought it through and just thought like, yo, whatever, like, it, you know, storm may come, it may not come. And we see what happened. See, when that storm came, like it devastated, like forever New Orleans will be devastated. So I'm just saying. When I yeah, think, but how do you make that? The, the, okay, so then I, I feel you. But how do you make the, the, how do you differentiate between, okay, like let's take a, a guy from the MLB who literally would have been out of a job. Like I'm feeling what you're saying. You want some legendary stuff. But literally, if I don't take these performance enhancing drugs, I probably won't be able to keep up, which means I'll be out the league and not making money. My family not, you know, eating and I'm out the league and ain't no legacy anyway. So how do you? You know, how do you differentiate between, well, you, you know, know you, hey, you know, I don't believe that. See, you know, I believe that. I'm just saying they might yeah, no, 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 like I'm, I'm not going to be I'm not going to yeah, necessarily and, be a Hall of Famer without this. I'm not, that, I might yeah, not even absolutely. be an all-star or in the league without yeah, this. And, but that's a mindset. And what you have to understand, see, is when you give 120 percent the right way, you will always have a job. You know, I'm, I'm just being 100, bro. Like now, now, if what you're saying is like you're giving 70 percent you're not getting up early, you're not putting in the grind, you're not putting in the work, then you might be right. You might be out of a job. But here's the deal. See, eventually the dude on that stuff, he out of a job too. Like A-Rod was like, for real, A-Rod. Yeah, after a couple hundred million though. Yeah, you're right. But I'm saying, <laughs> but, but we got to be truthful. Even they are the anomaly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like everybody who was on the enhanced. No, no, no. Joke. I'm talking about the dude who might have been maybe on, on it that was like, you know, one of the last men on the roster. I ain't even talking about A-Rod and Mark McGuire and them. I'm talking about my man who was to get just a competitive feeding his edge. family. Yeah, got a contract and was feeding his family trying to get that competitive edge because just like it was Mark McGuire and them who needed it to hit 70-some home runs, there was somebody who needed it just to make the team. Yeah, absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and I'm and so for that person, it's like, yo, I feel what you're saying, get 120, but the deck is stacked against me. And I think a lot of people, even in business and entrepreneurship, you know, you come in here and it's a dog eat dog world. Like for real, I, like, I don't know why I just thought like on the street level, things happened a certain way. And then when you come to business, you know, there's these ethical principles and standards. But one of the things I've learned in entrepreneurship and just dealing with folks, like I've seen some folks who I thought were straight up and down, just real people. I'm talking about cut people and do dirty you know, sideways stuff, and you know, we don't even let them play with us like that, so we'll shut it down immediately. But I've just seen like some some snaky, sharky people, and it seems like everybody's doing it, and then you're trying to build your business on these ethical principles and standards like we are, and honestly, it has cost us quite a bit of money. Like, for, for those of y'all listening, we could have done so many things that probably would have had us with 10 times the money right now we have in our account, but we chose not to do it. And what I'm trying to get through to people today is I really want you to explain how to go about doing that and how to not seek that immediate gratification and trust the process that in the long run things can work out for you because right now it seems like a viable option. And I'm not talking about taking chances and putting your family in jail. No. I'm just talking about those, those, those tiny corners you can cut to get that advantage and, 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 you know, maybe have to do a couple people sideways to get where you're going. I'm not talking about Bernie Madoff and, you know what I'm saying, like any crazy thing like that, but just not necessarily doing everything by the book and by the standards in which you set for yourself and believe in. Yeah, and, I, and again, I can't answer that, but I can just tell you, as for me and my house, I, at the end of the day, see, I'm really about what I say I'm about. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's not money. It's really, I'm about the people, bro. Like I really feel like I've been, I've, I've been gifted. We've been gifted. We've been blessed with an opportunity. And I literally just want to help people get to that next level. So for me, it is. I look at it like this, Carl. You know, I'm, I, I never forget Les Brown told this story about um, a gentleman who was a, I guess he was a, like a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like not just a builder, see a contractor, but like a master builder. And his, um, his CEO of that particular company was like, look, bro, I need you to do me a huge favor. Like, I'm going to need you to build this crib for me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if it was for him or if he said it was for one of their top clients. You know, but he's like, yo, I'm going to need you to knock this out for me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to need you to do it almost like, you know, a favor, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll give you a little something for it, but we're not about to make a whole lot of money off of this. This is just something we're going to do, you know, as a charity thing or whatever. And they said, my man, you know, he did his thing. Like, he's a master, you know, construction dude. Like, he, you know what I'm saying, carpenter. Like, he did his thing. But he cut a lot of corners, see? And it, I guess it took him maybe about eight months to a year to do the house. And so when he finished the house... He went to the, you know, to the CEO. It was like, yo, I'm done. Gave him the keys. CEO came to the crib. Like I said, it was subpar. Like it was a, you know, it was structural. It went down on structural damage, but most of the um, equipment was inferior. You know, he cut some corners on some stuff and my man threw him the keys. The CEO threw the, 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 the master um, uh, carpenter the keys. And he was like, yo, why you throwing me the keys? He was like, yo, it's your crib. Hmm. And he was yep. stuck. See, like what? He was like, yeah, that's your crib. He was like, what you mean is my crib? He's like, he said, no, you, you, I, gave, I, I gave you an opportunity to build your house. And he was like, build my house. You told me I was, or you told me, he's like, not really. That's not really what I told you. You know what I'm saying? You didn't really listen to me, but that's your house. And my man was hurt because he was like, yo, had I known it was my crib, <laughs> I would have used, whole you know what I'm saying? I would have used this, I would have used that, yeah, I That's what this. Didio is on you about when you make her sandwich. She oh, said, how no, can you oh, make it like oh, you make yours? Oh, Didi, no. Yeah. Y'all don't know what he's talking about. So literally, I, I, like I would make Didi an egg sandwich at night. Like I would make her an egg and whatever kind of sandwich, egg, bacon, whatever it was, I'd make her. And Didi would be like, Yo, that don't taste like it tastes when you're making it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you, like, it don't taste the same. So what she would say to me was, she would say to me, yo, go make me a sandwich like you're making it for yourself. You know, and so, <laughs> it, so see, it's so complex to answer your question, but the illustration of that story, see, is like, yo, I try when I'm dealing with people, see, I try to act like I'm doing it for myself or I'm doing it for my yeah. brother. So when I'm doing it for you, see, I try to like, yo, that's my brother. I try to, when I'm doing something for Carl, like, yo, that's my blood brother. How would I treat my blood brother? You know what I'm saying? And so when I'm dealing with people, it's not, yo, we could get over on these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could, we could do it wrong. No, you got, you got guys who, like, you know, you look at different companies who have, like, these deals. See, they came up with the deal after another company you know, outshine them where they did. No, yeah, we yeah. we said in the beginning, like, yo, you ain't got to deal with no contract. You come in, you don't like it, like, take, like, whatever, go. Like, I'm not tripping. Get your money back, you know? And so I guess that's the difference for me. See, I'm playing long ball in that I'm thinking about the next 20 years and 30 years. Like, the people we deal with today, our children are going to have to deal with them tomorrow. And our grandchildren might have to deal with them, you know, a, a, a couple generations from now. And so I just want to make sure that the bed we make and see 
is one that you can lay in and feel comfortable and not people see me on the street level and it's like because it's so funny people will see me by myself like where's your entourage i'm saying like yo, i'm just i'm not trying to be funny i don't need no bodyguard I'm, I'm i'm not doing nobody shady like i'm not in no shady business i'm not i'm not doing dirt i'm doing right by people so when people see me ain't nobody trying to shoot me they're trying to hug me you know what I'm saying? They're trying to have a conversation with me. They're trying to share their dreams. So real hard to answer. But my thing is, if you build your house on sand, eventually, maybe it looked just as sweet in the beginning. Maybe it looked better. But when that rain come, when that storm come and it hit it, bro, I said again, we still wearing number 42 and not the Dodgers. Every team in the MLB is wearing that number, bro. And yes, you might put up six, uh, 60 some home runs in a season, 40 some home run, whatever. But if you do it the wrong way, see, eventually it's gonna come crashing down anyway. Yeah, I was gonna jump in there, see. So the, 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 the hurdle with doing it the short way is that at some point it reveals itself. Yeah. At some point it reveals itself. So because he used the house analogy, this is last night. Tamisha and I got the kids to bed by like 9.30, so we actually had a minute to talk last night. And she just remembered, like, so I, I think I shared this with, with you, E, but see, well, you know, Tamisha's dad came up and did, like, a whole bunch of stuff on our house. Like, he does contracting. The front of our house, the material that they made it, and this is just common sense. You do any kind of geography or anything like that, you know, the direction that the sun rises and all that affects moisture levels. So the materials I love, that... I love having Carl on the line, see. Yeah, I never knew that. that. Kind of yeah, I'm like, whoa. I'm I, I like, yeah, apparently that. I don't have yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm right, sitting there right, like, what? Right, I right, never right. thought about the direction yeah. the sun was like when I told him to build my crib. Right, right. <laughs> Put my back door on the front, please. <laughs> right, right. Thank you, Carl. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Oh, no, you're good. So no, the, the, the way our house is, the front doesn't get sun until like late evening at, a, at, like at the side of the sun. So again, we in Michigan. The materials they built, like the entire... So it ain't front, that much sun to begin with. Well, right, yeah, for, off the cuff. The materials they built the house, the front of the house with, it's like all wood, and a lot of it doesn't seem to be treated wood. So you just got flat-out wood up there, and after time, the house probably like seven, eight years, I don't know how old now, but after time, this stuff just erodes, literally erodes. So Tamisha's dad came, and when he was like, he was like, yo, I'll fix all of it, don't even worry about it. But he started pulling stuff off, and hit, like you could see on his face, he came out. He's like, "Yo, I don't, I don't know how to explain this to y'all, but if y'all had waited through this next winter, he did it last. What was it? It was this year or last year? I remember. Yeah. But he's like, if yeah, y'all waited year. one more year, like your your top floor, the erosion is like right at the edge of that top floor right now, and one more year, like your whole top floor would have started eroding in. So you don't know what's happening, but you walking inside, and that sucker could have just busted down." And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Somebody built the house. And it looks fine, see? Right. It looks fine. It looks but fine. He went up there, see, and he took a screwdriver and literally just poked the screwdriver. Not stab or nothing. Just like pushed the screwdriver. That sucker went straight through the material. So I'm saying mm. for seven years, it lasted. Absolutely. It looked good. You know what I'm saying? You hit, it. You hit the home runs for seven years. But at some point, your body is going to tell someone you. At some point, it's going to show up. And I don't know if you got a real strong backup plan when that starts to happen. If you see what I'm saying, like yeah, we but just you got know, here goes the thing: you got to look at it from the builder perspective. My man, like, look, I built it, I got paid, I'm out. I used a little cheaper material. I didn't. I cut a couple corners. I got the check, and I'm gone. And when guess what? When it's time to fix it, that ain't on him. That's on you. Hey, but listen to this though. 
where is he going to go build next? If anybody asks for reviews, he in a world of trouble because I'm not the only person that complained for this. I've heard other neighbors talk about it. And he gone, Carl. And just, to, you know what I'm saying? See, there are people who get away with it. See, you're absolutely right. That's why I said, yo, that's a part that I can't answer. Well, that's what I'm saying because look, so so what happens, and I'm just, and I'm like I said, devil's advocate is my job on this podcast. So you got my man who was doing the building who maybe was building them a little cheaper and maybe selling them, you know, whatever. Uh, a little cheaper than somebody else who was using all the you know great materials or whatever but had he stepped his materials up may not have been able to compete in that market and may have had to stop building seven years ago let alone if he out of business today he might have made seven years worth of loot and been you know built up a nest egg and hey it wasn't the greatest but I did what I could like what like yeah, I can't you, you answer gotta, that see I, and I'm saying I can't answer that because I, I, you know, I don't live in that world. Like, that's not my philosophy. And, and, and to Carl's point, that guy is no longer building buildings in our subdivision. That guy is out of business. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't look that's at it as... That's what you think. He built another career night. Like, bump <laughs> y'all right He's right down now. here in Atlanta. He's <laughs> down here in Atlanta building yeah. right and, and I'm saying... <laughs> I, and, and, and that's why I'm saying I can't answer that because there are people in life, see, who only want it, who are willing to risk success and, and have it for a couple of weeks. But when you did, when you created the podcast, you, I mean, the um, mixtape, remember on the album, I said, it's not, for me, it's not about getting it. It's about keeping it. It's not about getting married, see? It's about staying married. It's not about having kids. It's about having a great relationship with my kids. It's not about having ETA. We've been doing TGIM almost 10 years and running. Like, it's not about getting it for us. It's about keeping it. So I can't speak to the dude who, 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 who's, who's comfortable as a, uh, you know, a different philosophy and he's comfortable with only three years of success or five years of success. I can't speak to him. I'm speaking to the people who want to run the numbers. See, they want to create a dynasty and not a tainted di dynasty. They want to be able to create a dynasty and gift and pass that on from generation to generation. See, I'm going to yeah, say, no, if, if my man's you. plan is to do it for five years and then go and start a golfing career, then absolutely, it might, be, it might work out for him. But if you plan, like he's saying, if you plan to keep building for a long haul, at some point, this is going to follow you around. At yeah, you some point. Yeah, you want to give it to your kids. Yeah, you want to give it to your kids. At some point, somebody's going to say something that, like, it's going to follow you around. At some point, it's going to come back to you. Like, you can't just walk away from that. It's got to follow you. Yeah, no doubt, man. I, I definitely feel you. I'm just trying to. Oh, no you know, questions I want, asked. I want to, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to and see I'm it stuck, from the other see? side. And I'm stuck. Like, I, I'm Because I'm saying, I'm going to be honest. Most people, that's what most people do. And that, just to go back to how we started this, most people going to finish out that month on the food stamps and no, take no advantage doubt. of the system yeah. because yeah. there's a loophole there that allows for it, right? They, like, I already got the food stamps. So, again, it's not necessarily illegal to spend the Absolutely. rest of those Absolutely. should i turn them in probably so yeah. you know what i'm saying but you know at the end of the day you're trying to find a loophole like for real i can remember back in the day like yo it used to be people like yo we go to the zoo huh your, your son just turned three on friday oh no doubt. they like uh three and under i mean two two and under is free you like oh my man two still right uh -huh. like i'm i'm saying it's not necessarily illegal it's a little white lie but, you know, I didn't have to pay that $20 for my man. You know what I'm saying? And so there are people who live life that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of being like, yo, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to be real. Every time I go to uh, self-checkout, I'm tempted. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know you got the uh, organic joints. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the price between the organic avocados and the regular. And when I put them on the scale, 
it gives me a choice every time, organic or regular. <laughs> and I'm like, I should just hit y'all with the regular just because I got to ring these out myself. So that's my surcharge for, you know, checking out right. myself. Right, right. But Only I always see. hit organic Only anyway see. and pay the extra. Okay, so I, I look, I hate that I got to act like I'm the only human being on this podcast. Carl and E. Perfect, the devil don't never tempt them. They good. They got Only, all the morals in the world. Ain't nobody all, ever, but, ain't nobody but, but else but ever thought of organic ringing up your avocados <laughs> as uh, bananas. You I, know hey, I can come up with some other stuff that I've done. And we will mention that, but the, but I never even thought of that. I'm like unbelievable, <laughs> bro. I'm talking. About, I was there yesterday, bro, and I put it up on the screen, and it was you know you, it like search by name. So I put in A V, like to go to avocado, uh, and then boom, it came up, and it was four different options from highest to lowest. And I sat there, and I had the highest quality avocados you can get. And I promise you, I wanted to put in uh, this is a potato, no, uh, Idaho potato. Hey, here's yeah. a, here's a sad part though. I'm gonna think about that the next time I go <laughs> to the thing. But hey, see, yeah. I, did, I wanted to say this though, and it, you know, this this is you know, of course, you know, much higher level of thinking. But I can say that I believe what Didi did. You reap what you sow. You know, so for mm -hmm. me, I feel like. With Didi saying that, she really put us in a position where we have, see, from that day forward, and stuff happens, and so we can't, you know, so we got to be cautious of, you know, how I say what I'm about to say, but Didi put us in a mind state of we're not, we're not relying on anybody else from this day forward. Doesn't mean we can't get help, but our go-to is not going to be to have somebody else look out for it, and it changed everything. See, like, it changed my you know, for real, I was, can I say settled, bruh? Like, we, I knew we had a check, and I told you. And, and, and okay, so good, this is for C, and we're not perfect, because remember, I'm, I'm, I'm in, you're in your 30s. Finally. Are we about no, to get saying, a confession finally. out of ET? No, 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 all I'm finally. saying is what C, for C fails to recognize is that when he hits his 40s, almost 50s, he gonna be a different person. So let's go back in my 30s, C, so we can compare apples to apples, because we compare apples to oranges right now. Uh, I'm no pun intended. I want yeah. to yeah. yeah. I'm all, yeah, avocados. <laughs> avocados to bananas, right? So, so in my 30s, right? Uh, so, um, so, so what, what, you know, so what Diddy's thing was, though, was, you know, like, um, somebody else could use this money. But for me, I'm thinking, like, yo, this is a guaranteed like rent because I wasn't using it. See, at that time for food, it was food stamps, but they would give us a check and the check happened to be for the exact amount of my rent. And what I didn't realize, see, by taking the money and not having Didi mindset. Remember what I told you? That was Didi that took it back. I never said I took it back. That was Didi. <laughs> I never said, I never said one moment I ever thought about giving them their money back. I'm going to let that sucker run out. We're going to let that sucker run out today. they this call This is a us. blessing. Right, right, Who right, am I to right, deny the state's blessing? Right, right. No, no. And I prayed about it. So I knew it was a blessing, right? <laughs> but but what, what Didi did for me that I didn't realize was as long as that 285 was coming to pay that rent, see, I was chilling. I had a, I had a safety net, see? And that's why I'm saying sometimes you just got to do it on your own. You can't let people do certain things for you because it does take away that initiative sometimes. It does take away that bite. And, and I believe it is the initiative. It is that bite that separates us, see? I think we all born with certain gifts. I think we all born with at least one talent. I think we all have opportunities. Some of us just have a greater bite than others. 
Some of us just, we, we're hungry. Like, I'm being real. You know, I look at, I, I look at, you know, some entertainers or like Michael Jordan. And I think with Michael Jordan, this is, this is probably unfair. This is probably why I always say Michael Jordan is better than, you know, most basketball players that ever played. And, and, and I guess, you know, see, we talk stats, but I got to be real. Sometimes I don't think I'm being fair when I talk about Michael Jordan because I'm not comparing uh, stats to stats. I'm not comparing years to years. Now that I sit here and really think about it, I always say MJ is better, and it's not the six rings. It's that dog. It's that dog that I'm, that I'm really talking about, and I'm really not talking about how many NBA finals he's won or MVPs or, you know, scoring titles. Like, now that I think about it, I'm really saying Michael Jordan is that best dog that ever played the game, is, is, the, is the most, you know, the hungriest person I've ever seen in my life to win a championship and not be settled, to win six in a row and to have this insatiable desire to win another one. You, you know what I'm saying? And so I think what Didi was saying to me is like, yo, you losing that dog. Like you sitting on the couch, you playing video games. Like in your mind, you feel like our rent is paid, so you good. And when that, when, and when that was taken away from me, see, it made me fight in a way that I had never fought before. And so I guess I'm saying when you cut corners, you have to be careful because when you cut corners and, and, and you're building yourself up in one area with that juice, you know, with, with, with those steroids, you, you killing something else, though, that's in you that if you relied on that, maybe that could take you to the next level. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I can't say for certain, but I just want to say we need to be cautious, man, because when you lose that dog, when you lose that fight, you know, when people give you certain things and you have that spirit of entitlement and you're not getting up and going after it, it could be dangerous because I think it's that dog that gets us certain things and not just our skill set, not just our talent, not just our ability. When that dog kick in, I feel like it takes you to a whole other level. Of all the funny things that E has told us about his past, Carl, I think the hardest one for me to wrap my mind around is E sitting around playing video games. Video games, yeah, no doubt. I just, like, every all time day. you say that, yeah. I try to visualize it, and I just can't even see like you playing video games. Like that's a hilarious thing to picture. Mm. Um, but you know, it st still was speaking there, right? E or not yet? Yeah, oh, I, I, definitely yeah, I was speaking. still speaking. Yeah, I was speaking, of wow. course, because I started when I was 19, 20, but it was wow. a different speaking. Hey, it was it was a safari. I'm waiting for the uh I'm waiting for the uh, uh the um the, whatever you call my man, the, the, the keeper of, of the safari, I'm waiting for my man to throw, throw me in that meat. And he was bringing it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was getting it every month. And I was waiting for my man to eat in that joint. I, I, and Diddy was like, uh-uh, we about to go to the Serengeti and we about to go get our own food. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's how- You get out of here and yeah. get it on your own. Yeah, I guess that's oh. the way. <laughs> wow. Well, look, man, if you're if you looking to not cut corners, man, and do it the right way, yeah, yeah. Um, go with PayPal, man. Let me tell you something, <laughs> PayPal. Again, I do it every time, don't yeah, I? Yeah, I love hey, it. Hey, I do the smooth, smooth yeah, butter. Yeah, that way. Butter. Load on the check like a Segway. Um, <laughs> this segment is brought to you by PayPal. PayPal now has a special 550K offer for our listeners, right? PayPal understands that running a business is complex and time-consuming, and it requires a lot of upfront capital, which is why PayPal Working Capital is offering you the opportunity to boost your cash flow. All right, so boost it with a $5,000 business loan from PayPal Working Capital for a limited time. Accept $50,000 in payments with PayPal and get pre-selected for a $5,000 business loan with no credit check or personal guaranteed required. 
All you have to do is follow these basic steps, all right? Sign up for PayPal business account and start accepting payments within 60 days. Process at least 50,000 in payments and apply for PayPal working capital within 240 days. If approved, your funds will be deposited into your PayPal account automatically. For additional terms and conditions to apply for the 550K promotion, please visit paypal.com success for more information. That's paypal.com slash success for more information and shout out to paypal for being a loyal sponsor of the podcast we appreciate you guys um e i want to take this just uh in, in another direction because as we're talking it reminds me and i don't remember carl you have to help me i think it was a sermon maybe you preached uh last week um but here's the thing having good morals and and values and all of those things in and of itself is also not going to make you a millionaire and not going to take you to that next level in business. And I remember you were preaching. You were like, you had this moment where you were like, God, I'm doing everything right. I'm tithing. I'm I'm getting up. I'm worshiping. I'm reading my Bible. I'm being a good father and a good husband, and I'm not having this success. And you talked about how that in itself is not going to guarantee you success either. So talk to the people out there that feel like, man, I'm a good person, E., I'm listening to the podcast. I'm, you know, I'm going to school or I'm, I'm in business. You know, I got my wife. I'm doing right. You know what I'm saying? I'm living my life right, and I'm still not having that success. And they feel like, man, how is it that I'm doing all of this right, and I'm still not blowing up? Yeah, I, you know, I liken it to see a dude who's bench pressing. You know what I'm saying? You bench pressing. You're doing pull up. I'm, okay, let's just go with bench pressing. You're doing push ups. And Carl, you going in the mirror every day, like, what's wrong with my abs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you eat, you, you know, you're doing a protein Ain't shake, bro. You're doing, happening. I'm talking about, bro, you're doing push ups. See, you I know had that saying? moment this morning. I put my t shirt on, and that sucker was so loose. I felt my arm like, yo, what? I just, I swore I just did some push ups, and it ain't nothing happening. But, but you've been praying, though. You know what I'm saying? You have been praying. You have been going to church. And I, but I'm saying, see, just in a nutshell, to make it real simple, you know, you you if you're doing push-ups, you will you're going to see your triceps, maybe biceps, you know, your chest muscles. You go you 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 will see those muscles, you know, uh, increase, you know, and 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 you'll see, you know, some results depending on you know the technique or whatever, how you do what you do. But you're not gonna really see what you, you know, like what you would get if you did squats, or you're not gonna see abs. Why? Because you're not concentrating on that area. And I think that's what I was doing wrong. I was concentrating on the spiritual and God was saying, you reaping what you sow. Like, look who you brought in your life. You got to see in your life from being moral. It's a moral dude. You got Carl in your life. It's a moral dude. You got dudes willing to work for you and you ain't even like physically, like they're not getting a paycheck per se. So how are you able to pull it off? Because you, you moral, bro. These dudes know they could trust you. And so you're getting what you get when you're trustworthy. You're getting what you get when you say you're going to do something. Okay, real quick, guys, because I forgot the last six podcasts to talk about this. But I, I was, um, I was, me and Didi when we were in Clearwater for our, um, our, our, um, our anniversary and her birthday celebration. I got up early in the morning and went to. Um, remember, I told you guys I went to the ER. I thought something was wrong with me when my girl told me it was just a man cold. The man right? cold. Right, the man cold. <laughs> but, but, but what, what was so funny, guys, is I, I didn't take any money with me, and I told the dude. You know, the valet dude at three in the morning, like, yo, what time you get off work? He was like seven. I was like, I'm going to bring you a tip when I come back. But you know how it is. See, when you say it, you mean it with all your heart, all oh, your no mind, doubt. all your soul. You mean it like, bro, I got you. Right. 
So I was, you know, the ER, bro, it was three of us in there, bro. Why does it take three hours for three people? Like, I'm not really sure what's going on, but it took almost three hours. You so got to check that insurance and make sure it's oh, valid. Oh, for sure. They got to check that. They got to check that. I never thought about that. Uh-huh. That's what they checking, that insurance. <laughs> so I get back to the hotel, and y'all know the drill. I see my man, he take the car. I go up to the room. You know what's on my mind. Like, yo, bro, I, that was three hours ago when I told my man I was going to give him a tip. In my mind, see, I'm like, bro, I promise you I don't feel like walking back down. I was on the eighth floor. I don't feel like walking back downstairs and giving my man a tip. Long story short, I went back downstairs and I gave him a tip. I say that to say I attracted you guys because I do what I say I'm going to do. So you, you guys trust me, you know what I'm saying? But that has nothing to do with business. And I'm gonna have Carl give you guys an example because I want Carl to tell us, let's just say, Carl, I don't know how our, our Instagram blew up. Like what were some of the things that um, when, you, you know, when you looked at the uh, analytics, like what were some of the things that they said that we needed to do? And, or, and, why, and this is why I want you guys to hear because praying would help me in my spiritual life. Fasting was helping me in my spiritual life. Reading Who Moved My Cheese helped mm-hmm. me with my mindset. The five love languages helped me with my marriage. That has absolutely nothing to do with taking the podcast or taking um, our Instagram or taking our yeah. Twitter page to the next level. So let's talk explicit knowledge now, Carl, because the knowledge for marriage don't spill over to Intel. business. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's talk about what we did specifically to take maybe our social media to the next level. Yeah, so I'm just saying the first thing you gotta do, I mean, you gotta be attractive. That's the, 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 the word, the key word that I use. People need to be drawn to your content, first of all. It's not just, so the, the main thing that we stayed away from was selling, 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 selling. You know, a lot of people come on, the first thing you see is like, hey, you love this lifestyle, don't you? You see me with the pool or whatever. We, we wanted nothing close to that. So we wanted to make sure that when you came to our stuff that you got great content, but you felt like somebody cared for you. Okay, so that's cool. That's the moral part that we established. But then there's sim- simple things that you got to do. You got to make sure you get people coming back. So you want to put content out there that, okay, like part one, you know what I'm saying? Part two, like there's just tangible stuff you got to do. You got to an EU blanket in social media, but there are different strategies for each one. You don't do the same thing on Twitter that you do on Instagram. There are different platforms. You don't do the same thing on Facebook. There are different demographics. You got to study the demographics of each platform to know, you know, who's on the platform, who's, um, what age group, you know, what, what, what professions are more likely to be on this, what gender is more likely to be on this platform. So Instagram is largely female. I don't know if people know that. So hence a lot of the, the imagery, you know, that you see on Instagram. So it's a whole different like ball game how you approach it than just like you said just being moral and being good and having great ideas and sharing it's a whole strategy behind it yeah and so I just go back to say then see that that I had this thought process that if I prayed if I went to church if I did right by my wife if I did right by my children and it was like that has nothing to do with his son three o'clock in the morning I heard him say like you need to read books about a business, you guys need to go to professional development, corporate training. We just had two train, bro, this has never happened in my life as a CEO, we had two trainers. We had Chris come in on Friday, and then on Monday, we had, a, uh, another, I think, another Chris. Another Chris. Yeah. Another Chris. The weekend so, of Chris. You know what I'm saying? So one Chris came in on Friday and really did an assessment of the group. Like, we read great, good to great. So who is on our team? 
you know, what seats are available on the bus? Who should be on the bus? Again, what seat should they be sitting in on the bus? How, who should be driving the bus? How fast should the bus be going? What's the specific direction of the bus? So that was just people. And then when we met with the other Chris on Monday, that wasn't anything about any personnel. You know, who does this, who does that? The, the one we did on Monday was all about the company. Like, what does the, where's the, the holes and the gaps in the company? And what do we do to fix that? So guys, I just realized like, yo, e, you could pray as much as you want and you're probably gonna be a very moral person. You could take care of Didi all you want to and you're probably gonna be seen as a great husband by her. But to make money, there's an explicit knowledge that you need to make money. And that's what I realized, see, that you can't, while they touch each other, they don't always spill over to each other. Mm. Got it. Yeah, no, and, and I guess, and I'm not even on, um, just give the, I guess, give the people an encouraging word, though, who, because I, I feel what y'all saying, but I'm talking about the people who have the skill, right? They're doing the right things, you know, in their mind, but they're still getting lapped by, Ex you know, that person that's yeah. cutting corners. Explic you know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. talking about you just praying and you ain't doing nothing like, you don't know your, your line of business. I'm talking about you praying and you feel like you're doing the right thing. You're still not winning. Well, okay, then, then you need to look at us. And you need, to, you need to look at us and say, yo, I remember when E.T. them first came out. And I remember, you know, the stuff that they were doing and some of the other maybe people that were out when they were out. Because let's be real. See, I'm not going to call no names. But there were motivational speakers or there were individuals who were what you might want to call uh, social media sensations when we came out with the guru story that you don't hear about today and there's some that are out now that it might appear that these people you know are, are running circles on us but you see we're doing it the right way and you keep sitting every year you uh, it was so funny somebody hit me with yo e i just heard you on the and then i heard you on the and e was that you on the wings doc commercial like e with that you know i'm see i'm getting so many texts from that commercial it's unreal but what we're showing people is Number one, we're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. We're trying to keep up with us. So if the right, one thing you right. know about CJ, C, C, C is the only one that may be going out and looking at our competitors and seeing what some of the good things that they're doing, some of the things that, you know, maybe we don't want to mimic that may be good that they're doing, but we don't want to mimic. But what C has taught us as a company, that ain't y'all job. I don't want y'all out here studying. Like C might go to their conference or C might, you know, uh, uh, read some of their material, but he got us focused on, hey, y'all do those videos. Hey, y'all, you make sure you do the Tuesday power up. E, make sure, you know, you mic'd up. Like we not on that. And so what we what we've been taught is like, yo, I'll be I, I'm driving the bus. Y'all don't worry about that. Y'all worry about when you sitting on the bus doing what y'all supposed to do. So we laser focus on us. We're not watching nobody else. We're not concerned about what other people are doing. We are mastering our lane, knocking our lane out the box, and we're doing it the right way. And our numbers keep growing, our fan base, our family keeps growing, our opportunities keep getting deeper. So I would just say to that person, if you're doing the right thing and you don't see the results that you want, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. And Carl, man, let me tell you something. I think CJ, um, I don't know if you said it or, uh, my biological father said it, but when I moved into my neighborhood, it was just me and one other house. It, somebody came to my house and was like, yo, y'all done built up not only this block and that block, now y'all got a whole nother subdivision in your subdivision. So just give it time, keep laying the bricks, keep doing what's right, and you're gonna wake up one day and yeah, you're gonna and, be and, further and than you Can you, you speak to this? Because I, here's the thing, 
and I'm just being real. This is just facts, like, you know, from my observation, right? And E and Carl, y'all can speak to this. One of the things that, you know, from, from my spiritual folks and my folks who are doing it the right way, one of my frustrations is um, when we go around these dudes who are maybe, you know, a bit unscrupulous, who, you know, have, you know, uh, defects in their character and stuff like that. One thing I can say about them, if I can give them a compliment right now, they go hard in the paint, in the paint. with their yeah. shadiness. Yeah. Right? They go hard. Yeah, I'm talking about these dudes yeah. grind. Like, they yeah. not playing no games. Like, every day they wake up, like, how can we get over on people? And they putting out systems. They got doggone uh, analytics. They got everything. And for us, uh, those of us who try to do it, like, in this, you know, um, um, you know, real moral manner and stuff like that, sometimes I feel like that like people think that equates to being soft e where it's like uh, you know you kind of just you, you you passive about it it's like no we found that balance you you have to tell the people that we found that balance between doing it morally and still going hard and getting everything that you know we would have for us the lord would have for us we went hard for that like we still go hard for that like we wake up every day and grind towards that and i feel like some of my people on you know this side of the ball we kind of ho-hum about it but like, yo, you still got to get up and go after it with everything you got. You still got to get every penny that's owed to you, right? We're not saying because you, you know, spiritual, you can't, you know, make money, whatever. But I feel like sometimes, you know, that part of it kind of makes people See. soft, E. And I think you See. more than, and I'm, t I'm not going to take any credit for it. E is obviously our leader and the one who got us on that mentality. But we go hard in the paint, bro. And we're not about to let you because you shady. You're not about to outwork us. You're not about to outgrind us, outthink us, nothing. So while you thinking of how to get over on people, we thinking just as hard how we can be a blessing to people. Can you speak on that real quick no, before no, we get off see, of this? No, no, see, and this is what I meant earlier when I said I do apologize that I don't always, you know what I'm saying, communicate like the lowest common denominator. But that's what Didi said. Didi said to me, why do you think when, when, when we say, when we pray and we ask God for a blessing, why do you think that means we got to wait? Why do you think that means we got to wait on another source to bless us? Why do you think that means that we got to be on food stamps? Didi was like, yo, we, we needed it for a minute. But she was like, yo, I want you to shift your thinking. What I want you to see is that the blessing that God has for us, a part of that blessing is going after it and getting it. And so if you get up early, if we do what we're supposed to do, if we're in school and we take care of our school business, look, the thing I respect about Didi, when everybody else did what the teachers told them to do, the professors told them to do, you know, they graduated, got their degree. Didi was one of the only ones that passed her bar on the first time. Why? Because Didi said, okay, they did their part, but now I'm going to go to the other university and I'm going to study the NCLEC with them. So what this school uh, helped us to get our degree? Didi went and studied with the other big university and, and, paid, and paid, see, to take the course. Everybody else is like, well, we're going to take the test anyway. Why we got to take the, why we got to pay to take the test? Like we've already been in school. Didi was like, uh-uh, I'm going to pay and I'm going to take this test for, I, I don't know, maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it wasn't six months. Maybe it was six weeks, three months. I don't remember. I just know she passed on the first time. And what Didi taught me in the flesh was sometimes when you spiritual, 
you get this, I'm waiting on Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a wait thing, and I can't explain it. But it, it Jesus almost coming home to, on Tuesday, so you, you I ain't got to go to class. No, I'm being for real, see? Like, if he coming back anyway, what difference do you know what I'm saying? Like, why, why, why grind? He coming back next week. He coming back in six months. You know what I'm saying? So it don't even make sense to start this degree. Or you go get the degree, but you don't do it with the vigor. Like, you don't do it with the tenacity of somebody that feel like he ain't never coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't never coming. And, and so I'm saying, you got to strike that balance but I've learned like yo E it doesn't when you spiritual when you a good person you're trying to be moral it does not mean wait on stuff it doesn't mean you know what I'm saying that you sit back and you wait on a blessing it means you go out and you know as a lion when you go out in some gazelle somewhere and you know if you go walk three or four miles you're gonna meet the gazelles that and, and, and y'all heard this story before but I never forget when Bob told me Bob came over to the crib my car was broke down I was in a very you know uh, a dark place you know like she said I had been doing the right thing and hadn't really seen it I was working at the Olive Garden kind of tired of kind of doing that a little bit and I'll never forget Bob was like what you doing I'm like yo Bob my car car broke down. He's like, I thought you had to be to work at 12. I was like, I do. He's like, yo, bruh, it's 11 o'clock. Like, what you doing? And I'm like, yo, B, I ain't got no transportation. I'm going to have to call in, whatever. He was like, yo, walk. I was like, yo, B, that's, bruh, I can't walk all the way there. He said, who said you had to walk all the way there? But you think you're going to get a ride from in here? You think somebody going to give wow. you a ride from your living room, bruh? Ain't nobody come, come, come knock on the door and say, yo, E, you want a ride to work? He was like, yo, put on your uniform, put on your shoes and go walk. I promise you, God is my witness, bro, on everything I love. I start walking up, I think it's Jordan Lane. I start walking up Jordan Lane. There's a Stanley's and there's a church across the street. As soon as I got to the top of the hill, bro, somebody pulled over like, yo, E, what up? I'm like, what up? They're like, where you going? I'm like, yo, I need a ride to work. They're like, I got you. And so I'm just saying what C is saying, if you, if you, if, if, if you out there and you feel like stuff ain't happening, like don't make that make you quit. Go harder. Three o'clock in the morning. We're doing videos in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. We're doing conferences. We're doing podcasts. We're doing commercials. We're doing mixtapes. We're doing books. We're doing kids' books. Like we, whatever it takes, we'll do whatever it takes. And so don't let your frustration make you stop. Make your frustration keep pressing and keep going. And just know, like C said, we're not competing, like for real, we talk to talk, but we're competing against ourselves. And I'm telling you, your day is gonna come, but it's not gonna come if you quit. Hey, at the, nope. at the Tech Control event, you said something huge, or one of y'all, I don't remember which one it was. It was me. It was probably me. C. It was probably C. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was me. It was deep, it was I don't me. Y'all remember the dude that was saying he shared his idea and he was like, you know, well, I'm trying to do this and all that. And whichever one of y'all it was, he was like, yo, what are you waiting for? Is it permission? Like, are you, are you asking me for permission? And I think right. that's, that's something right. that a lot of people, right. you know, kind of get stuck with. So right after we left meeting with Chris on Monday, I sat down with the staff, we ate, and we had that discussion. And literally, and just for, for you listening, we got some people in the company that, you know, have other skill sets. Of course, we need a particular role done, but for whatever reason, we've stopped doing the other role that we like or the other thing that we have that skill set for because we've kind of like, you know, pigeonholed ourselves. Okay, I'm doing customer service, so I'm going to handle customer service. So I'm like, okay, when customer service is done, you know, at a certain time of the day, what are you doing? Like, we live in Lansing. I ain't trying to be funny. Y'all ain't got a whole lot of activities to be doing outside of it. But 
It's like, what are you doing? Like, what extra things could you be doing? Like, if you like doing something else, why aren't you putting an hour or two extra in that at the end of the day? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why aren't you? Like, and these are, I mean, great. See, I was like, wow, like, great ideas. Like, great ideas from the media side. Hey, I was thinking that we could do this. And I'm like, well, why aren't we doing that? And great people. And, and great, great oh, people. phenomenal people. No question on that. But it's like, yo, the hurdle is it's almost like some of us are waiting for permission from somebody else to do the thing that you love to do, to do the thing that you want to do, that you're passionate about. You don't have to wait. I promise you, an hour a day, dedicate that, if nothing else. 30 minutes a day, start somewhere on the thing that you know you're passionate about. I don't care what job you have. I don't care how many kids you have. Honestly, find that 15 minutes. I'm saying whatever time you can put to it, you find the five, you find the 10, you find the 15, and dedicate that 15 minutes to doing that thing. And I'm telling you, like he's saying, just build. Just build and build. You can't lose. You cannot lose with that. You just keep building, but you do not need permission from anybody on planet Earth to do what you're doing. Nothing. You, you know what else you can't lose with? Organify. <laughs> Organify. You cannot lose with Organify, guys. So here's the deal. To truly thrive in all areas of your life, you know you cannot ignore the importance of health, all right? We've learned that firsthand, and for many of us, time is our most valuable asset. This is why we love Organifi Green Juice, an organic superfood green juice powder. You just add water and get your greens anytime. When you invest in your health, you gain more time because you have more energy and focus throughout the day. The best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes good. And for our listeners, we have a special deal so you can try it yourself. Use the code SUCCESS at Organifi.com to receive 20% off your order. That's promo code SUCCESS at Organifi.com to receive 20% off your order. Uh, again, Organifi is spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. Use the code SUCCESS to receive 20% off. Listen, guys, go try it. I keep telling you, it's going to put your energy up, your mental clarity. I didn't have it. I was on struggle when we were back in Michigan over the weekend. I forgot to grab it some kind of way we packed up and I felt the difference, man. I definitely didn't feel mm -hmm. like I was uh, as sharp as I had been just by you Come know, to my every crib day, next man. time. Come to my crib <laughs> yeah, next we got time. Yeah, take, yeah. I got no, you, I didn't bro. you know I didn't even have time. I was yeah. like, Lord. I would have brought you so. some over. Hey. Yeah, I, w I wish you could have. We were in Detroit, but I was hurt. I left it, man, just because uh, like I said, I'm on it three times a day now. I told y'all, you know, yeah. morning, noon, and night. I'm making sure I'm hitting it, man, and um, I'm feeling great. So shout out to Organifi. I'm actually getting ready to push my reorder button because uh, I'm getting low over here, man. But um, Organifi.com, guys, promo code success. Check it out. Get yourself that energy and that clarity you need. Um, I know Jeez. some people, man, around 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock, you start feeling a little sluggish. Um, man, get on this Organifi, man, and, and uh, take your stuff to the next level. And shout out to everybody who's been hitting me, saying that they're trying it and they're loving it. I've been getting text messages. We've been getting emails from people saying, yo, the Organifi is dope. Uh, thank you for recommending it. So go check it out yourself. Um, real quick, uh, oh, you, you, you kind of you breezed by it, but uh, I'm sure the people heard it. Maybe some people have heard it, and I promise y'all, y'all going to hear it. Y'all probably going to get tired of hearing it um, throughout the next couple months. Um, because it's football season, but did I hear you say you were uh, on a Wingstop commercial? Yeah, Wingstop commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, uh, yep. The vegan, the vegan thought is back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, hey, hey we, somebody called somebody called Didi out on uh, on um, 
Facebook yesterday. Somebody was like, yo, Diddy, was that E.T. on the commercial? So, you know, Diddy, you know, Diddy don't know nothing about no commercial. She don't know what's going on. So Diddy was like, you know, trying to find it. It was like, oh, yeah, that is him. And she was like, yo, I thought he was a vegan. She said, he, hey, hey, here's what Diddy said. Diddy said he got to pay for his vegetables some kind of oh, way. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, but uh, you know what I said? You got you got reparations on the chicken, too. Like, oh, come you, the on. chicken has been good to you oh, it's for 40-some years. I'll be good How to you. How dare you? Because you've been a vegan for, uh, for four days. For four days. You know what I'm saying, You feel You've been a vegan four days. Four days. You want to deny the chicken and all he's done for you in you your life. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I got a special relationship. With that, with that bird, boy, you know. So, um, <laughs> hey, but shot, but but also, you know, what C said was so important, and we'll get to this. You know, maybe we'll get to the Mayweather McGregor fight, you know, at some point. But you know, one of the things that I think I want to make sure that the listeners catch from this is that guys, when you for real are good at what you do, you don't take corners, you don't you, you don't cut corners, guys. Look at what we're doing. We went from you know, doing free videos and I, man, shout out C to all of our fam, whether it's blood fam or you fam through BU or fam through the book or the video. I was with Jameis the other day and he was like, you know, me and Didi and uh, we were together with him and his girl and we were having prayer and stuff. And, uh, you know, he said to Didi, I felt like, you know, through the book, I know y'all. He was like, I know it's the book and everything, but there's so many people out there, see, that feel like they know us and we fam and they call. Yo, uh -huh. did, did, they, did you, do you know that you yeah, met, you know how many calls I got? Do you know they stole your voice? E, you know anything about, you know what I'm saying? E, they got, they stole you. Make sure you get that yeah, check. For a low you know? price, they stole it. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah they stole it for right. a low, low price. You know, so, so I just want to encourage all of you out there to doing your thing and you're not taking shortcuts man look at us man for real look at us as a model and now we are in other you know spaces you know in other genres we didn't went from a mixtape bruh you know to an album an album to doing commercials and you know on other artist stuff you know i i, I might be see oh man I'm gonna I'm kill myself that i can't think of my man's name uh oh y'all gonna kill me what's my man's name um who used to do all the the, the uh hooks um, he recently passed. He's from uh, L.A., Oakland. He used to Nate do all Dog. Nate Dog. I might be the new Nate uh -huh. Dog. I might oh, be come the on, new regulators. <laughs> come on, regulators. <laughs> I might be the new uh -huh. Nate Dog. <laughs> it's the G Funk era. <laughs> what? That was my joint yeah, right there. You couldn't yeah. tell me nothing about that. I used to have that on repeat. Um, no, nah, man. It, you know, I, I, hey, I'm just grateful for myself. Uh, that I've stayed on you about doing voiceovers. Oh, man. Man. Used to, I'm oh, talking about he used to cuss rough. me out. Uh, like that was no that was like our main out. source oh, of contention. Our, oh, no questions asked. No, no shortcuts. Yeah, I'm talking about he used to be like, see, I'm just saying, bro, I'm an off the cuff speaker. I speak from the heart. How you got me reading these scripts? I don't care hey, how much it is. I remember. Well, you come over here and try that. Come read it. It's in your oh, head. Yeah, I can't right, get it out. Right. in your head. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was hey, that was the breaking point right there. That's when I knew I broke it. That's what he was like, you come do it. See, you got all the ideas yeah. and all the answers. Yeah. And now we, uh, uh, yeah, and now, and let me tell you something, for 15 seconds, my, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad yeah, I stayed on it. on the way to greatness. Yeah. At yeah, one, no, at oh, one no Daniel question. Sen, Daniel's son became Mr. Miyagi oh, no for once question. in the relationship. <laughs> no question. And I was able to get on you about that, but we'll talk about that later on, man, because I actually said do want Yeah, and Daniel said fuck. <laughs> hey, I do want to talk about that in depth because, um, and we don't have time now, but we wanted, we, we had some lessons and some takeaways from the Mayweather McGregor fight. Um, that we'll, you know, we need a whole podcast for that. And so, 
Uh, I do want to jump into Ask ET, of course, brought to you by BreatheUniversity.com. We got a special, special thing that E and I been working on um, the last few weeks, which we're going to tell you guys about in the coming weeks, but an opportunity with Breathe University uh, that's just going to be tremendous oh, yeah. for our oh, current yeah. students yeah. Uh, as well as you know those of you who decide to join us here shortly. So BreatheUniversity.com, uh, make sure you come check us out, man, and check out what we're building Guys, um, we got quite a few questions. I want to find the best ones. Um, let's go. Uh, oh, before we do that, I, I, I do. We, we didn't say it last week because I guess we got busy and forgot. Let me get your initial thoughts because there's a few questions in there from people about what you guys think about the Cleveland-Boston trade. So let's get oh, our PTI yeah. on for a quick second. Oh, Whoa. yeah. Shot, bro. I mean... I'm just going to be real, bro. I was shocked, you know, but I will say this. Um, if it happens, is it going to happen? See, because I heard well, Kyrie. Well, I, I think it's still going to happen, but there was some uh, some concerns with the physical, but let's, I don't know. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess for me, you know, and remember what I told y'all, man, Kyrie was one of those, um, one, one of the athletes that I met that really had an impression upon me. You know, but here's a kid, you know, who... I think at that time he might have been, I, I probably spoke to them his freshman year and his sophomore year. And I just remember how locked in he was. And I don't know if you remember, C, but he actually went on Twitter and made a comment afterwards. Yeah. And, and I just remember how he was like, had the eye of a tiger, man. And he was just like so focused on every word. And you could just see that competitive nature in him, that winner, you know. And my thing is, you know, when you're when you're when you're a leader like that, a winner like that, you know, you do think about you know your future and what you know what you want to leave as a legacy in the league. And so I, I commend him because I felt like you know you know with LeBron going to Miami and then LeBron coming back, there's rumors that he may not stay based on the relationship that he has you know with ownership. You know, so I'm like yo, I feel Kyrie in that I'm not going to allow my career to be predicated on the decisions that LeBron makes. I want to be in control, you know, of my career. I want to be in control of my destiny. So for me, you know, I don't know how the trade is really going to work out, who benefits, who doesn't. But uh, I, I do, uh, uh, I, you know, just ask somebody who is really deep about personal freedom and that whole nine and the way the market is going this year. I, I felt that he made a good decision. We'll see 10 years from now if it's the, it was the best decision, but I think he made a good decision in saying, I want to control my own destiny. So I kind of I went half of where he went and from a different perspective, though. Um, and what I mean by that is, so you, you, you in a situation where, and no disrespect to LeBron, but LeBron is the king. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's like two or three other players on the team are under LeBron's uh, sports agency. So you're in a situation where literally, you know, he's controlling the team. And no, again, no disrespect. I don't think he's doing anything to hurt the team. But from the perspective of at some point, you know, little brother want to make his own decisions. You know what I mean? Like, you can't always be little brother. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, you want to grow up and feel like you got control of your own destiny. So that part Absolutely. of what he's saying, I completely agree with. But then, see, I, I kind of flip. Like, can you imagine? I just go back. Can you imagine Pippen like, okay, I'm out, Jordan. Like, I don't care what we did. 
what it looked like, like I'm out. I, there's still that part of it that I'm struggling with. Like, man, y'all have done so much together. Y'all have created this thing. And quite as kept, it's still the best opportunity to me. That duo is still the best opportunity to, to, to have a chance at doing anything in the East Coast. Like, other than that, I'm pretty much shutting the East I'm Coast saying, what down. What do you have to gain, though? What, what do you have to gain if you win another championship with LeBron James? Like, what do you have to gain? Yeah, Kobe and, I'm sorry, uh, um, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen did everything together. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, LeBron won one with Bosh and Wade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even like it's going to go down in history that they were the best duo ever. It, LeBron mm-hmm. already won with Dwayne Wade. So I'm just saying, to me, what do you seek to gain if you win three championships under LeBron's umbrella. You know what I'm saying? What, what does Kyrie get for that? Hey, in terms of like, what do you get for going to Boston and finishing <laughs> right, second in the East was for enough. the rest of the right. time? Yep. But I here's the deal, saying. though. But here's the deal, though. See, LeBron ain't going to be around forever. So maybe you okay, do Okay, then why not just stay there and take over when he leaves? Until he leaves. Leave. That's what I was... Yep, absolutely. Hello. LeBron could be gone next year. I the smartest man in the world, but yep. you can't it's, have your cake and eat it, too. Well, you can. You know what I'm saying? LeBron got it in 82. You know what I'm saying? He did get that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> LeBron, I'm just saying, though, man. Yeah, different. but I'm just saying, if you stay in Cleveland after it took this many years to win, it's always going to be LeBron's. And I don't have a problem with that. Y'all know me. I don't have no problems with um, uh, being a, a player you know, uh, on, on a team. I don't have no problems with that. But I'm just saying uh, the world we live in now, you talk about uh, uh, Scotty and Michael Jordan. They're not even on that no more, see? Carl, nobody's not even on that. Everybody is, I'm not saying everybody, but we do live more into a society where it's about the individual and what can the individual accomplish and what can the individual do? So I just think he's taking advantage of the, the 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 society that we live in today it, it is what it is everybody yeah. leaving and going somewhere well you know else. what i say at the end of the day you know i'm grown now you know what i mean i got a family i got to do what's right you know for my family and everybody right. else does too and it's like yo they dog uh kyrie for going to boston because he ain't got no shot and he not playing with superstars and they dog kd for going and playing with steph and draymond and clay yeah. so at the end of the day you're not really gonna make anybody happy with any move you make uh other than staying put and I think that um, the only person I kind of feel bad for in this situation, to be honest, is Isaiah Thomas. Like, Lord right. have mercy. My man put his heart and soul on the line, came back after losing his sister and Lost put up 50 tooth. in the playoffs. And I'm like, they like, you out of here. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That was that was pretty savage. Um, and you can see why now for all y'all who feel like athletes not loyal to the you Come know, on, they, they yeah, spot yeah. and they Talk dip about out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just being for real, man. Yeah. Y'all saw, and, and not nothing against Boston. It's business. That's what we're right. talking it about is. today. It's yeah. business, you know, and yeah. they saw an opportunity to get better and they took it. But um, at the end of the day, man, you know, you 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 got to do uh, what's best for you. And so I'll be honest, in terms of basketball, as a, from a trade standpoint, it was kind of like, you're like, ooh, ooh, I, I don't really know how much is going to change. Like right. Isaiah Thomas is yeah. a beast, but yeah. guess what he is? He is a scoring, scoring. point guard that's yeah, undersized absolutely. and, yeah. you know, maybe a little challenged on defense. So I actually don't see a whole lot changing other than the fact that, you know, I guess Cleveland did get another piece in Crowder. I'm not sure about the big fella, um, but Crowder's a good per- perimeter defender. And so yeah. Um, yeah, he's I think to, the hey, thing that Boston— he's supposed to stop— uh, Draymond Green. So we'll see what happens. Well, that no, I'm not saying yeah. he going to stop Draymond Green, but I say this. In the East, he might have been Boston's best answer for LeBron. And so, you, you know, if you the Cavs, you took him away, you know, from being able to not, – not that anybody's going to stop LeBron, but, um, but you know, it, to me it just kind of felt like not a lateral move because I think Kyrie – no, I shouldn't say that. Isaiah was a baller. So I don't know. If he's healthy, man, 
Uh, who knows? It might be an interesting, you know, switching dynamics. Um, and, you know, we, we shall see hey, going hey. forward. Hey, the one thing we know is he got forever to rest in the East and get healthy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no doubt. So, uh, he, I'm talking about, he, he you don't even need back. to get ready to uh-uh. ride around uh, 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 May. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you ready. Yeah, so he um, good Let's on see. That. All right, uh, let's jump into, man, and thank you guys for shortening your questions on the Ask ET segment. You guys have been great about getting me some stuff I can read um, and not the four-page emails. So let's go over to, let's do Sean in South Carolina, who said, um, hey guys, love the podcast. Thank you so much for talking about health, dieting, and exercise. I'm about 100 pounds overweight, and I desperately want to lose it. I've lost anywhere from 15 to 30 before, but eventually gained it right back. You guys have convinced me to get back on track, um, and I want to do it for good this time, but need some help staying focused. E.T., what do you got? Okay, well, first of all, as he said in a couple weeks, we got something for you, like, for real, for real, not just to ask the question, but we have a tool that we're going to put in place that's going to really help you. But I'll say this, man, you guys know I'm, I'm, I'm deep into the intrinsic, extrinsic uh, motivators. That's my thing. And I think the reason why we have a hard time making stuff into a lifestyle, you know, is because we don't have the right, um, we don't have the right motive pushing us. And as I said before, it's, you know, it's almost like I'm cheating with my diet, you know, because, you know, I should say my lifestyle because I'm doing it for something greater than me. I'm doing it for my wife's health. You know, so, so it's not like I'm trying to get ready for a high school reunion. And I think that's the challenge that some people have is that you're trying to, you're trying to do something massive that is, that, and you have an event mindset. And you can't have an event mindset you know what I'm saying? And accomplish something great. And so I don't have an event mindset. I'm not doing this for the, the family reunion. I'm not doing this for the high school reunion. I'm not doing this because they're a pair of pants I saw that I like, that I, you know, I want to be able to squeeze into. I'm doing this because I want to give my wife uh, another 10 years on her life. And if not another 10, whatever time frame she has left, I want to make sure that it's optimal. She's at her optimal level of health. And so it's easier for me to do it because I have something driving me. You know what I'm saying? So I think to me, I think that's one of the keys. Yep. Vanessa in Louisville said, no question. Just want to let you guys know I applied and got accepted into MSU. Hopefully oh, I'll yeah. see you guys at the success oh, series. Oh, you would so definitely congratulations see Congratulations on oh, making no. the best decision of your life. That's right. Um, <laughs> Jackie in Toledo said, thank you guys so much for this podcast. I listen to you guys on my commute to work and you guys make me laugh hysterically. Quick question. I'm taking the bar exam for the second time here shortly. I failed the first time because I had severe anxiety before the test. Any suggestions for this go around on how to keep calm before the exam? Well, hey, do, do the opposite of what you did the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm for real, I'm being for real, like, like, go through that whole process, why, why did you have anxiety challenges, what was that all about, you know, and then I would just say, do the opposite of that, and then I would also recommend, um, I'm real big on people who have been successful at a thing, I'm real big on interviewing them, and asking them what were the secrets to their success, and then applying the principles that they give me. Hey, I'll just mm-hmm. add real quick, try, try as best as you can to simulate the conditions before the actual thing. So if you could find out the room that it's going to be in, um, go sit in that room for 30 minutes or an hour with a piece of paper and just try, like simulate it, get into the environment, get your, you know what I mean? Try to get your body in the place where it's not a new thing for you, where it's somewhat familiar. 
Um, and that, that should help with some of the anxiety. That's coming from a yeah, person who passed tests. Um, I think we'll, we'll pause it there because I, I you have my oh, kids, see, so we need to start you, winding you don't up have, here shortly. You don't, have, you don't have some of that other stuff, see? The negative reviews. <laughs> oh, you know what? And people ask about that every week. Shout out to everybody who writes in every single week asking for the I got to keep y'all on your toes, man. We can't do the negative reviews every week. Y'all get too used to it. And uh, Carl Phillips get hurt, and you know, oh, I, man. you know, we have to coax him out been, of his room. I've been and reading. His wife is I've been upset. reading. See, I, I, I'm trying to find some sensational stuff to bring out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, Carl's self-esteem gets shot. He's not himself at the conferences, um, so we, we can only do that uh, once once in a blue moon to bring that out. Uh, real quick announcements, man. Shout out to everybody coming to DC. We will see you in a few days. Uh, pumped up about that. We we'll leave for DC in a couple days, and yeah. for those of you in DC, do we have the information? I know we're doing a, a spiritual joint Friday night too, right? Yes. So, um, yes. You can come yes. check us out at that, and then of course the conference is on Saturday. Looking forward to that. Washington DC. Etinspires.com/events. Um, come check us out. Uh, also, let's see. LA is on the calendar, right? Yes, so West sir. Coast. Yes, sir. We have not forgot about you. Stay ready is coming to LA. And uh, the whole crew will be out there November 12th, all right? Come come help me celebrate my birthday. Uh, my birthday's on the 7th, but we will be uh, out in sunny L.A. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till I get to L.A. to, to celebrate it. Smart and then also, man. Um, Smart man. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, uh, guys, the cruise, the Phenomenal Life Cruise, right? Make sure you get your tickets for that. Carl, they got to win to, to get the rate or whatever we're, it is. Tr- we're trying to extend it a bit but it's october as of now october okay october so we're coming up i told we've been to talk about this months ago and now we're coming uh-huh. up on some deadlines but we are going to be taking a cruise to a bunch of cool islands man come hang out with us uh live podcast he's going to be speaking he's going to be doing some morning uh wake-up sessions some energizers and uh teaching you guys how to get your mindset right hey, going see, forward i got yep. that uh, i got the address uh, September 1st at Restoration Praise Center, Restoration Praise Center, and that's in Bowie, Maryland, and it's 14201 Old Stage Road in Bowie, Maryland. Again, Restoration Praise Center, September 1st, and that's at 7.30 p.m. The doors open at 7, and we start 7.30. Hey, text it to me, E. Let me make sure I get it in the show notes, too. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll put it in. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, uh, any other? And that's else? free. I don't know if you said that. E, sorry, that's free. Oh, I did not say. Yeah, it. that's free. You it. can just come. We just. Well, can we? Can we get a different word? Yeah, I don't like the word free. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, that, I'm just saying. I, I just want people to come. Effective. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just want people to come and still feel like they need to apply it. Not. Oh, right, I, right, you know, right. I, I'm just gonna come. Et free. I'm just no. Like for real. When you guys come, it's a it's a spiritual event. You know, but, sh- but for real, come with the same, you know, mindset if you pay five, six hundred dollars. Come ready to learn and to apply some of the principles that we're going to discuss. Uh-huh. Yeah, and do me a favor. If y'all could hold the show for like 20 minutes, my plane lands at like 640. So I'll be jetting over there uh, ASAP, but would like to oh, be yeah, a well. part of the. So let the praise team sing a little longer than normal. Uh, they probably they gonna uh, do that anyway. They gonna do yeah, that we'll, anyway. We'll, we'll be there. Um, real quick, guys, definitely want to um, say shout out, man, and, and you know dedicate this podcast to the people of Houston. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, man, just 
I mean, it's heartbreaking just watching, you know, the oh, stuff no that's question. going on. We got Obviously, people we there, man. Family and friends yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, our prayers, thoughts, yeah. and, and money and everything yeah. else are with you guys. We're doing all we can on this end. Um, but, you know, just, I don't know, E, if you want to speak to it, man, but just a, just an awful, awful time uh, right now. But I know we got people in Houston, E, who are listening to us. So if you could do this nugget of the day, and, um, you know, kind of give them a word, you know, to, to keep their heads up. People going through a lot. People, you know, don't know if they lost everything, if, you know, family members are okay. Just crazy stuff. And, um, you know, one of the worst natural disasters, you know, that the U.S. has ever seen. And uh, I can't even imagine what people are going through. Um, but my family, like I said, our, our thoughts and prayers and our ETA family, our Breathe You family that's down there, mm -hmm. we have... Oh, tons, tons of people. And, and to be honest, Houston, when we look at our demographic, you know, just for us, Houston has always been, you know, a top tier market for us. Yeah. You guys yeah. have always showed love, man. And uh promise, man, we're going to as soon as, you know, time permits, we got to come back and do a free event, something, man, just to. Um, you know, hopefully get the spirits up and, you know, do anything we can to be a blessing for you guys. So, E, if you have a nugget of the day that you can leave us on, um, you know, to, to, to give the people of Houston a word of encouragement uh, going forward, man, I'd appreciate that. You know, as I was thinking about um, Tobe and, you know, Matthew and, you know, T, um, T Mac, there's just so many different people, man, that, you know, we, we love. Um, you know, there, man, as I was thinking about him, I thought about a story I read in Dennis Kimbrough's book. And it was a king who asked for a, a, the wise, a, one of the wise men to make him a ring with an insignia. And, you know, he, he, the wise man asked the king, like, yo, what is it specifically that you want me, you know, to um, write? And the king was like, yo, I don't know. But, you know, I do know as a king, I'm going to have a lot of success, but there's going to be loss. There's going to be defeat. There's going to be disappointment, you know, and I need I need something that will encompass all of that, you know. And so when I thought about, man, all the good times we've had in Houston, uh, what is it, uh, Carl? We, we got, um, man, the Cheesecake Factory. You know, we stay there. We got the Grand Lux. Is it glorious? Um, uh, I just got turned on to I think that's the restaurant I got turned on that restaurant. Man, I mean, we just had so many good times. Of course, I worked with the University of Houston, uh, with D-Rob and those guys back in the day, been to a couple of the games. Um, yo, man, we just had such, with just so many good times. We've, I've done um, some one-on-ones, we've done some small sessions, we've done a Super Bowl, man. My wife and I, you know, we did the Super Bowl there. Man, we, we've just had a phenomenal, you know, experience. TSU with Coach Davis. You know, and so as I thought about all the good times and I, Didi and I were watching, um, you know, the storm as it was coming, once the, it hit, I thought about that king's uh, ring and the insignia said, this too shall pass. You know, this too shall pass. And Yolanda Adams has a song, and I wish we could play it as we uh, go out, um, but she has a song that says, like every storm that has come before, this too shall pass. And I just want you guys to know, uh, this is not gonna break us. I promise you, this is not gonna break us. This is only gonna make us stronger. This is only gonna define, you know, the city of Houston, the state of Texas, you know, and, and, and you know, tough times 
you know, don't break tough people. It, it just it, it just brings out, you know, more of that resilience, more of the brilliance, you know. So I just want to tell all my people in Houston, keep your head up. Keep your head up. We're going to get through it. You know, we're going to get through the losses. Uh, like CJ said, not just me, but you guys got a whole world that's supporting you right now. We're supporting you financially. Like C said, we're supporting with our time. Uh, we're supporting you guys. We love you. So to our BU fam, to Tobe, like we just had Tobe. It was a day or two prior to Harvey. Tobe had just won, you know, um, the, the rap artist for the, for, for the city of Houston, the state, you know, of Texas and was on his way to L.A., you know, to represent, of course, ETA and Houston, you know. So this is devastating, you know, to all of us. But I told Tobe, Tobe, you're going to get a whole album out of this experience. One of your greatest pieces is going to come from this experience. So, again, we love you guys. Uh, we're in your corner, and we know all about it. Detroit, we're the city that's rebuilding right now. We, too, have taken some hits, you know, and we're rebuilding. And so as, you, as we rebuild, you rebuild, and we will rebuild together, man. We love you guys. Stay strong.